Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DBTPFL. It's Wednesday. It is February 24th. It's 2021, and we have nine NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. We got a bunch of back-to-backs, not a ton of totals, a lot of injury news. It's going to be a fun slate. And for fun slates, I bring on my good buddy, Chief Justice 06. Will, how are you doing, my friend? Doing great, man. Excited for another pod with you. Listen, MLB, getting so close now. We're almost out of February. Can't wait for April 1st. In the meantime, we're going to keep turning some some NBA, and then I'm going to have some big decisions to make because uh, I'll be grinding NBA and MLB all at once. But nonetheless, man, just excited to come on with you and have some fun. You know, I haven't even talked to Dan as far as the podcast goes, as far as baseball and basketball. So um, we all know which one I prefer. (laughs) So um, we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. But anyway, we are presented by Monkey Knife Fight. If you guys haven't checked them out, they got a ton of stuff going on over there. The fastest growing single player at DFS site out there. Um, our link is in the description. Get a 100% bonus up to $50 on your first deposit. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of getting some free money, checking it out. Learning how, you know, you kind of play. Um, they got NHL. They got golf. They got college basketball, League of Legends, UFC, NASCAR, soccer. Um, I'm sure they'll have baseball stuff up. So basketball, like, make sure you guys are checking them out. Love what they're doing over there. Really appreciate them jumping on board and um, sponsoring the podcast. So uh, check them out. Give them some love. Uh, Will, we got nine games. We have four games of totals. We have a lot of injury news that we're waiting on. Got a lot of teams on back-to-backs. It is a – it's one of those slates. Um, We start with Boston at Atlanta, and both of these teams are on a back-to-back. John Collins, um, 
concussion on Tuesday night. I he won't play, right? Like there's no way he clears, so he'll probably be out. Um, I know that Cam Reddish was out on Tuesday dealing with like an Achilles injury. Um, you know, Hunter's been out smart. Um, I, I read somewhere that like he's not going to be back um, until after the All-Star break. So we don't have to worry about him playing. I think the the big one here is probably Kimba. Um, if he plays on the second end of a back-to-back, I don't think, and I could be wrong, but I don't think he's played a back-to-back yet this season. No, no, no. He definitely has not played a back-to-back yet. So I, um, I, I don't expect him to play here, which means it's going to open things up for Pritchard. I don't mind Pritchard against Atlanta at 3,900. Uh, you know, we might get a little bit more Aaron Naismith, who's a, who's a local legend from where I'm from here. Uh, play that Vanderbilt. We may get a little bit more of him. Uh, you know, Tatum's going to be big time in play along with Jalen Brown. And, you know, Jalen Brown's kind of been tailing off as of late, hasn't really dialed up massive upside consistently like he was doing earlier in the year. Uh, but in a spot where we may not get Kimball Walker, I definitely think he's going to be in play. I still think Tatum is going to be my favorite spin up from this team. But definitely Pritchard, I don't mind going back. And then a little sprinkle of Naismith in the event he creeps up to 30 minutes. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, I do think that there's a good chance that Kimba sits here. It would be interesting to see if, like, Tice or Thompson or any of these guys sit too. Um, You know, Pritchard's there as well. But, like, it feels to me like – Aaron Naismith is the guy they want to get some extra minutes. Um, He's like more earning those minutes and it seems like Pritchard is. So I'm with you on that call. We know that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both get a bump uh, with Kimball off the floor. Um, So I don't hate that. And, you know, on the, on the other side of this game, you know, the Atlanta side, like, all right, if Cam Reddish misses the game, if Hunter's already out, um, we both think that John Collins is going to sit. Like, it's really hard to get through concussion protocol in like two or three days. I highly he, doubt he's not going to do it. I yeah. coach basketball, and he's not going to be through it tomorrow. I don't I even think the right doctors now. like. I, I think he has to have like a day of no symptoms anyway. So like, I I just we're going to roll him out. Um, if he miraculously plays, we can go back and we can revisit it. But the other news here that like. I I think that needs to be even brought up before we get into breaking this team down is do we expect Gallinari to play? Like he played a back-to-back coming back. Like he, he played a little bit earlier um, this month. He played a back-to-back, but he played like 17 minutes in the first end of the back-to-back and then played 26 the night before. So like, it's like, Solomon Hill and Tony Snell are playing solid minutes against the Cavs on Tuesday night. I I just, I think that this is one of those games where the Collins news came out and it happened so late in the game. We have like two guys in this game at men's salary that could play 25 to 30 minutes. And listen, nobody wants to play Solomon Hill or Tony Snell in, in general, but 3K if they get 20 to 25 minutes, like I just, (laughs) this is almost as bad as PJ Tucker and PJ Tucker went as bad as it should have on, on Monday, but like, I don't know. Listen, I'm I'm going to, my favorite play on this team is going to be Clint Capella with no John Collins. I just, 
Stevie, we haven't gotten probably six. Well, I think Capella almost dropped 60 a couple games ago, but no John Collins. They're playing Boston. Boston does traditionally have a big on the floor, a Thompson, a Tice, uh, a Robert Williams. Clint Capella is going to go nuclear here. I, I, I'm i all over Clint Capella in this spot. Uh, you know, Trey Young should have a pretty good day. The game should stay a lot more competitive uh, with, with Kemba out. Um, Kevin Herter, he was having a big game already when I think, you know, earlier tonight. Uh, and, and at 5,400, I mean, he's going to be in play. And then, look, I'm with you, man. At 3K, Tony Snell, 3K, Solomon Hill. If Here's the deal. If Gallinari were to get ruled out and Reddish doesn't play. Oh, they both play 30 minutes. Absolutely. I mean, who, who else are they going to – I mean, maybe they throw Brian Goodwin in at the two or something like that. But I, no. I, no, I, I no, just no, don't no. see that no. happening. I yeah. mean, Hill, Hill and Snell – they're going to be up there. And I mean, so I, I'm with you, man. I, I, I am more willing to play Solomon Hill and Tony Snell than PJ Tucker. At least I know these guys will shoot a little bit. Yeah, I think. Okay. So taking Collins, Bogdanovich, Reddish, Herder or Hunter, not Herder and Dunn off the floor, we get a 64 minute sample size and Trey Young has a 41.6% usage rate and he's averaging 1.87 fantasy points per minute. So Let's not overlook the fact that Boston is not going to be like Marcus Smart out. Kimba probably not going to play. It's going to be a little bit easier defensive matchup for Trey Young, too. So let's not overlook the fact that like this dude is going to have monster usage. And I know he's expensive and I know it's a back to back, but let's not overlook the fact that this guy could have a monster game here. You mentioned Capella. He averages 1.32 fantasy points per minute with with Collins and these guys off the floor. But we're looking at like Tony Stell and Solomon Hill. Solomon Hill about 5.5 five fantasy points per minute, 0.55, and then Snell 0.64. That puts you really close. Yeah, at 30 minutes, that puts you really close to around 18 to 20 points. And like that won't kill you. A couple extra rebounds, and you get to that 25 mark at 3K, like it, it just opens up a lot. It, it, roster construction wise, it's going to open up a ton, but really, per 36, 10, almost 10% usage, almost 16 fantasy point increase uh, for Trey Young. Capella actually goes down two fantasy points per 36. That's, that's noise. Um, love Trey Young here. And then we go to Houston at uh, Cleveland. Cleveland's on a second end of a back-to-back. They're actually playing Atlanta. That game's super competitive on Tuesday night. Uh, Houston, no DeMarcus Cousins, as we know. Um, Exum's out. Wood is out. And then Eric Gordon and Oladipo are questionable. So this is – I feel like this is some of the biggest news we're waiting on because with DeMarcus Cousins gone um, and, and like, I I wasn't too shocked that they, like, kind of um, released him didn't shock me at all. You know, Boogie's had a rough go ever since he tore his Achilles a couple of years ago. Yeah, I hate it for him because he was a monster. When he, he was, was a beast. Him. He was a beast. Um, but, like, they, they say that's one of the hardest injuries to come back for from NBA. Um, let's start with Houston. Will, ton of news here, right? We're waiting on the Oladipo news. We're waiting on the Eric Gordon news. If these guys are out, I know Jason Tate is 6,200, but I don't care. Um I don't care. Uh, and like Nawaba's 51, House is 52. Obviously, we like John Wall, 
But if if we get news that Oladipo and Eric Gordon are going to sit, you just these guys are going to have to play a gazillion minutes. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean that that's just what it's going to be. Uh, you know, Tate is already a guy that I kind of liked anyway the other day. Um, you know, and on fan on FanDuel, he was a lot more expensive the other day. But you said it, man. House Nawaba. Uh, and, and, and the Waba's a guy that he can really dial up the production when he gets the minutes. He only got 27 minutes and put up 40 fantasy points in Chicago. Uh, I, I like this spot. It's not like they're playing some juggernaut. I'm willing to go right back to the well with John Wall. I know he had a rough go at it. Uh, you know, you talked about Oladipo. You, you talked about Gordon. Those guys said it's really going to open it up, man. So this is probably going to be the team of the night um, for value, maybe alongside Atlanta. Like we're basically coming in hot, Stevie. Seven thirty games, plenty of value. Uh, I, I like this team. You know, no no matter what, even if if even Oladipo or Gordon are out, there's still value in this team with no boogie in place. Um, listen, like you're just you're going to adjust the news here because if Oladipo plays, he's a great play. If Oladipo sits and Eric Gordon plays, Eric Gordon's a good play. If they both sit, John Wall and some of these value guys are good plays. So you just kind of have to kind of adjust the news here. Um, as far as Cleveland goes, um, we know that, like, we're probably not going to see Kevin Love, let's be honest. Um, Drummond, I, I highly doubt he comes back um, before the All-Star break because they're trying to move him, right? Like, isn't that the thing? They're trying to yeah, move him. Yeah, trying to move him for sure. Absolutely. It, and like they have until the end of uh, middle of March, end of March, right? Um, I know it's I think it's like March 23rd, 25th, um, somewhere in that range. But anyway, um what are we looking at here as far as Cleveland goes? Um, you know, Cleveland's on the second end of a back to back, but Houston, man, if some of these guys are out, they have not played great defense recently. Yeah, man. I mean, I think with Cleveland you're going to want to play Jared Allen against Houston. I mean, that just feels like an automatic 45-ish, somewhere up in there. Um, I I think he's a guy you're going to want to play. And then outside of that, I think you're just getting into the guard play. Like, do you want to play up for Garland? Do you want to play up for Sexton in this spot? Those, I think, are going to be the questions. And now it looks to me, Stevie, uh, like sex land is back. Where you're seeing Sexton dial up the the the, the upside and, and and Garland dial up the upside and that, that's what it feels like to me and I know Garland's 6500 but against Houston he could put up 40 I know Sexton 7400 against Houston he could put up 40 like those are those are risks I'm willing to take in this spot um, and then and the other thing too is Cleveland's still a little shorthanded so we've seen Sexton and Garland continue to still get their 30 plus minutes even in, you know, really dire circumstances. So I like this team. This would probably be a really good game stack if the value breaks our way. We move on to Golden State at Indiana, 228.5 total here. Pacers favored by two. It is a back-to-back uh, for Golden State, so we'll wait and see if any news comes out of there. Um, we know that Curry returned after um, sitting out you know, he's played back-to-backs this season. I don't think like it was a back-to-back thing. I think that um, he ate the fish. Um, And then on the Pacer side of things, like Levert and Warren are out. Uh, Let's start here with Golden State. What do you like here for the Warriors? Man, I'm so sad at that. I feel like Draymond Green has disappeared. No big deal. 
I'm not that excited about the Warriors in this spot, Stevie. They're probably going to be a team that I, I maybe take the fade on. Possibly Kelly Oubre, like possibly. But even at 7K, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I have to do it. I think I'm just going to be fading the Warriors, Stevie. I don't think I'm going to play anyone. Yeah, I just – I think I'm with you on this one. Um, I, I – all right. I think you can play Draymond here. More of just like I think he struggles when Steph is out um, just in general. And, I, you know, you look at – you look at the, the Tuesday game um, and the Warriors kind of got up a little bit and then Knicks made a run. But Draymond is – we're a minute and 45 to go in the third quarter. And Draymond has seven points, eight rebounds, nine assists. Curry's back. They like, he like, they correlate so well together. And it's because Draymond makes crazy passes. They play a two man game sometimes. Like Curry uses these guys in a two man game. So the fact that like the game log doesn't look great for Draymond. Puts me on him a little bit more, too. Um, I hate the fact that it's a back-to-back. I hate the fact that he's going to have to play against these bigs um, for Indiana. But, like, is Sabonis and Turner really going to guard Draymond? Like, we we saw this, like, when they played Orlando. You know, I was at that game. And, like, like, Draymond extends the floor where, like, you can't put, like, Vooch or somebody on Draymond. Because, like, now, on the other side, like, Draymond's a beast defensively. This guy plays at 110% all the time, so he can guard a guy like Vooch. He's going to pick up some stupid fouls. I think Draymond's in play here. I think you can always play Curry, but I think there's better um, spend-up options on this state. But I think the more I think about Draymond Green, the more I like him. Um, Maybe they use Wiseman a little bit more i don't know if they use him on the second end of a back-to-back um but like he's playing decent minutes against the knicks in his first game back yeah man i mean i I think the only reason why i was thinking about not using draymond is just because everyone everyone was back like that was kind of my thoughts like with wiseman back pascal back and looney back don't matter draymond plays point guard slash center I know, I know. It was just, you know, maybe they take a rebound here, a point there. You know, that that, that was my thought process behind it. But you're right, Stevie. I, I totally get that. Um, you know, Wiseman at 48, like, man, I just wish he was playing 25 minutes every night. Like, wh- wh- why are they doing I this? Highly, I highly doubt he plays over 20 minutes on the second end of a back-to-back after coming. I know, oh. I know. And he took 12 shots in the, in the the, the Detroit game back in January. And so it's like, man, he was kind of getting a groove. And I, I don't know, man. I I don't think I can play him. Like, he's not going to see the minutes. I'm with you. I don't think he sees the minutes. And I'm very disappointed about this. Uh, do you like anything here for the Pacers? <sighs> man, I mean, I wish TJ Warren was back. Like, that'd be outstanding in this spot. I, I, I can't pay, pay uh, 10-5 for Sabonis. I think Turner, in terms of GPP upside, like when he's down in this low 6K range, I think you just play him sometimes. Like this feels like a spot where you play him. 6,100, he gets you 40. Like you got a shot to take down a GPP. Uh, other than that, I'm, I'm not really too high on, you know, one one pace or the other. Uh, Minnesota at Chicago, 227.5 total here. Chicago favored by 4.5. Minnesota's on the second end of a back-to-back. 
Um, we'll have to see. I doubt D'Angelo Russell comes back. Um, you know, we'll see if Carl Anthony Towns plays on the second end of a back-to-back. Rubio plays on the second end of a back-to-back. Um, I know they've played a back-to-back recently, and Cat played full minutes in both games. So I highly, I, I think he'll play both. Um, and then Levert and Warren are still, or not Levert and Warren, Market and Porter. I was looking at the wrong game. Um, what do you like here for Minnesota? I like this game, man. This is an Anthony Edwards spot for me. Price has come back down. I know he hasn't really dialed up the performances. He went through a little, you know, kind of a little hot rookie stretch there where he was really dialing it up. I'm willing to go back right back to the well. Malik Beasley isn't someone that I play every day, but I'm willing to play him in this spot as well at 6,500 against Chicago. Um, you know, this this will get you a little different in tournaments. And then, of course, you know, if Cat is in the building, like I'm, I'm more than willing to play Cat at – 9,700, man, against this Chicago team. Those those are the guys I'm willing to invest in. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously Carl Anthony Towns is someone I, I think we have to be looking at here um, just in general. And then, you know, when you're looking at the Chicago side of things, like Zach Levine's been the guy. Um, and, and, like, they get a fantastic matchup here um, against Minnesota, a, a team that's just – not good whatsoever defensively. Um, like even if we look like recent defense, they're still like 17th. Like they're a lot worse than that on the season, but they're still like 17th recent defense wise. So I think like Zach Levine could potentially fly under the radar here, but like I, I don't love it. Like I, you know, like when I'm looking at a guy that's 9,600, I feel like I have to, I have to love it. And like, I called Wendell Carter Jr.'s big game the other night. I don't mind going back to the well on him here um, against Cat. Like, I think he would probably be the guy that I'd potentially look at the most from Chicago. Yeah, 5,800, man. Like, I mean, <clears throat> I think he's in play. Uh, you know, Dad only got 20 minutes, still put up 33 fantasy points. Like, but you just can't trust that. Like, Dad has been – that has really been a crazy fantasy producer this year, this year, but you can't trust a guy playing 20 minutes at 5,900. If that was 4,500, I'd be more than willing to take the risk. Uh, you know, Williams is up to 5,100. Don't hate it, but I, I don't love it. You know, um, you know, Valentine at 4k, but he's back down to his, you know, kind of non role. Look, man, it's, it's Zach Levine or bust. I, I don't, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, Tomas Sadaransky is a guy that I thought was kind of going to pop for us this year, but he's not really there yet either. Carter, Levine, that's it. I don't even want to play Kobe White at 6,500. We move on. Toronto at Miami. It's a back-to-back for Toronto. Um, Kyle Lowry ended up sitting on uh, Tuesday night. Um, you know, anytime that you're, you're questionable and you get downgraded to doubtful, you're hardly ever going to play. And then on the Miami side of things, like Bradley's out again, Leonard's out, but Gordon Dragic and Tyler Hero are both questionable. Well, this is one of those ones the night before you're just like, oh, I have to break this one down. I'm going to pull my hair out a little bit. Yeah, tell me about it, man. Um, you know, let's see what nuggets we can uncover. Uh, not many. Uh, we don't know if Kyle Lowry's going to play, and that's a big deal because he's going to impact Powell. He's going to impact, you know, how this rotation is. I do still, I do think OG still has some upside, right? So like if he's going to get 30 minutes, like he's a guy that could pop. So he would kind of be in my tournament pool there. 
And then, you know, uh, Mr. Bobby Boucher himself, Chris Boucher, 5,900. I love when his price starts to come back down. I feel a little bit better about playing him. Uh, you know, he, we know he's a guy that has tremendous upside. So I think, you know, if you're playing in tournaments at 5,900, I think you take a shot on him. Uh, and, and that's kind of where I'm at, man. All in all, I mean, Fred Van Vliet is always in play in terms of, you know, because he has the upside. But I would prefer to wait to see if we get the Kyle Lowry news. You're going to have to. Um, obviously, like, you know, we, we talked about it on a podcast yesterday. If Lowry's out, you, you can fire shots at Van Vliet. And, like, it's just a – like, I, I was I was watching a little bit of that game, and, like, it is just slow. Like, Philly and Toronto are just playing, like, super slow. And I'm worried – well, I'm worried about that being the same case here. It's the second end of a, a back-to-back for Toronto – Miami already plays pretty slow in, in general. Um, so, like, I'm just, like, overall worried about, like, just not enough possessions in this game for, like, my expensive guys to get there. Like, Miami's 21st in pace over the last five games. Toronto's 17. And, like, this might be one of those games, like, with Toronto on the second end of a backpack. We even see a slower game. Uh, and, like, we're about to talk about like Jimmy Butler and Bam. And like, I think I might just fully fade this game and hope it ends like 95 to 90. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't hate that call. We're listen. We're not going to see that too many times uh, in the NBA. If, if the Knicks were thrown into the mix, I, I think we might've been able to take the under on this game and, and run to the house. Old Tommy Tibbs loves the under, but I uh, I'm with you, man. I, this game isn't isn't appealing now. You know, if if heroes out, man, like I do think you, you can still play uh, Kendrick Nunn. He's going to play all the minutes he can handle. At 6,100, a guy playing 40 minutes, he's just going to be in play, man. I, I think he would. he's probably going to be everyone's favorite target, but it's going to be warranted. Uh, we move on. Detroit at New Orleans. Hey, look, another team on the back-to-back. That's Detroit. Uh, they just mashed my magic. Um, and then New Orleans, they're good health-wise. Um, 223 total here in New Orleans, favored by 9.5. Um, we know Wright is out for Detroit. We know Blake Griffin is out. Um, Steven Adams will be back for New Orleans. What do we like here for Detroit? Oh, man, it looks like we need to be playing Saban Lee. Uh, if you've experimented with Dennis Smith Jr. for a second night, I did not. Uh, but it looks like Saban Lee is actually the starter, but just comes off the bench. Uh, so I think that's, yeah, that's, you know, that's a value spot where you can plant your flag. Uh, Wayne Ellington was, uh, was out tonight, but I think he'll be back. I mean, he was out for the previous game. He'll be back for this game. He's 3,600. Uh, I think this is a spot that you can look at him as well because this game should be pretty up and down. Josh Jackson up to 6K now. Uh, not as not as enthused about that, uh, but uh, that's okay. Jeremy Grant, mm, you know, maybe you play him, maybe you don't. His upside has really, you know, kind of taken a tank here. He's now back down to where he's more of a, you know, mid-30s fantasy point producer. At 7,600, I still think he has some upside, but he's not on my must-play list. Sadiq Bey is in the same category. Uh, my favorite play from this team is probably going to be Plumlee and uh, and Saban Lee, and then that's going to be it. Yeah, Saban Lee. Um, I don't hate Plumlee here. They're going to need him to play minutes in this matchup. Um, I don't hate Bay Jackson. Like his price is 
he, he's the guy that's going to get a lot of like second team usage, especially if they use that same like starting lineup they used. Um, Wayne Ellington, I just worry about him playing enough minutes. Um, like he's had a game recently where he played big minutes, but he just hasn't had a big game. Um, so I think you're looking at Lee and potentially Plumley, and then on New Orleans side of things, like Zion is finally breaking out. Um, but like you're going to need him to have like a monster at 8,800. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you're pretty much, you know, in my mind, I'm looking for 50, uh, at that price. And, uh, I think he's got the upside, but it, it's very risque. And, uh, I don't, I, I don't think he's going to be an absolute must play on this slate. So that's, that's kind of where I am. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really want to play anybody from, from, uh, from new Orleans, man. It, it's really weird. Cause him and Ingram are priced appropriately. Ball is at 6,400, and he's got upside too, but, you know, I don't – I just don't really feel good about any one player from this team. Um, And then, like, yeah, I just – Josh Hart, man, like, I, I feel like he's someone you could potentially take some shots on right now just because of the price, and, like, they're willing to let him stay on the floor when he's playing really well. Like, yeah. I think he'd be the one guy that you'd potentially be looking at for, like, some value here um, for New Orleans. Yeah, I totally get it, man. I mean, he ha- he has been playing well, you know, overall for his role. Last but not least, can we put J.J. Redick in the same category as Blake and Drummond? And I'm not saying don't play him. I'm saying <laughs> can we just trade him to a contender? Like, I mean, they're really wasting the rest of his career this year like just sitting him on the bench. I mean, let the guy come in and, and give you some action. I mean, anyway, I don't, I'm not going to get into that, but they're just, they're destroying the, the end of his career. I mean, he, Stan Van Gunny destroyed the beginning of his career too. It's just all fitting. <laughs> coming, coming from a huge JJ Reddick fan, magic fan, and someone oh, that didn't love Stan Van Gundy. Um, <laughs> San Antonio at OKC. Man, I feel like we haven't seen San Antonio play in a month. Um, you know, <laughs> like oh, you're gonna be very surprised at this list. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, obviously they missed four games here recently because oh of like gosh. a COVID outbreak. Um DeMar DeRozan out for personal reasons. Um LMA is questionable. Rudy Gay is out. Uh, Keldon Johnson's out. Derek White is out. Um, and then on the OKC side, George Hill is still out. So obviously we're looking at San Antonio here. And I will say, like, for the most part, none of these guys are priced appropriately. Um, it, first of all, it's a matchup with OKC. And, Man. like, <laughs> the Thunder oh the Thunder over the last five games – they are ranked like 10th, I think, or 11th. They're like in that 10th to 11th range as far as like defensive rating. But like, honestly, there's not a huge difference between like 10th and 20th right now um, in that short span. So not really worried defensively about the Thunder. So like, I don't even know. I was looking at this on Court IQ before we started. Um, and it, it's just so hard to kind of justify what we're potentially looking at here because like hardly any of these guys have played a lot like minutes together at, at, like a long period of time. Um, 
So like you get very you get very small sample size, right? Like the highest sample you get is like Trey Lyles at 35 minutes. So yeah, we love to use our tools. We love to try to research and like try to figure things out. But like DeJounte Murray has played 2.5 minutes this season with all these guys off the floor. So all right, we're taking a guessing game. I think the guessing game will is DeJounte Murray is going to have a ton of usage. If LaMarcus Aldridge is out, Podol's going to play a bunch of minutes. See, I don't either even way, think LaMarcus is going to play a bunch of minutes either way. Yeah, so, like, and then, like, you have to kind of think, all right, Patty Mills, Lonnie Walker, they can put up shots. They're going to get some usage. Trey Lyles off the bench is going to get some usage. Um, like, I don't even know because Weatherspoon is out too. So, like, is Trey Jones going to play 25 minutes? Um, and, and Devin Vassell is out as well, you know. Yeah, Vassell's out as well. So, like, I don't I, – I guess they have right at eight. Um, if LaMarcus plays, I think they have right at nine. I think they have nine. Um, that's the reason they're playing this game is because they have enough. Bates Diop, like, he's going to play minutes here. I think the moral of the story here is if Once Pop again. doesn't – if Pop doesn't pop us – then DeJounte, Podal, Mills, and Walker, all four of these guys are going to play as many minutes as they can handle, and they're playing OKC. You can play rosters, I think, with two or three of these guys um, because of the pricing. Stevie, I think you can play rosters with four of them. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you. I mean, you know, you're going to get Murray at 74. You're going to get – so the thing is, Patty's 43, Lonnie's 37, and Trey Lyles is 32. And then you got Potal at 64, which is still very affordable. And he's probably going to play 30-plus minutes for sure. I mean, it, this is going to be – so first of all, Stevie, or second of all, the Spurs have been too cheap all year, even when they're fully healthy. Now they're not healthy at all, and half the team's 3K. Like, it's – just play the Spurs, man. Just play the Spurs. You, you play Murray. You play Podal. You play two cheap guys. You give yourself a chance to win the money. It's just how it works. Yeah. Um, man, it, it's – on the Thunder side, all right, so the biggest the biggest mistake people make, right, it, when we get these situations, the biggest mistake that we make that a lot of casual players – and like anywhere, like any any type of player, the, the the biggest mistake in DFS is we stack one side of a game because there's not a lot of players, and nobody plays the other side of the game. And yes. SGA is expensive. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and argue that, but Al Horford, Al Horford is 6,400. I think he's someone you can take a shot on. I think you can take shots on Malden, Diallo. What are your thoughts when it comes to the Thunder? Because I want to run it back. Yeah, man, I think maybe you need to get some SGA exposure, 85. He he feels a tad expensive on this slate. But, you know, he's the one that has the most upside right now. Like, it's just the bottom line. You Yes, you do have Al Horford at 6,400. Don't hate it. But I don't feel like Horford is completely necessary. Um, I, I, I think you maybe try to squeeze in SGA or maybe a Dort. Like the guys that you know are going to get you minutes in the 30s. Like Dort may actually be uh, one of my favorites. And you guys know how much I love Hamadou Diallo. But they just don't seem excited about playing him 
you know, 28 minutes as a six man. They seem to just, when everybody's healthy, they seem to give them a lot lower minutes. So, and maybe I'm wrong and maybe they're going to change that. But I think, I think uh, Lou Dort may be my favorite run back in the game. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm on board 5,100. Let's do it. Um, like, even if you're stacking like two or three from San Antonio to make your lineups unique and different, play some, play some OKC because like, that's the biggest mistake people make when they don't, when they're, when they're running a very heavy stack on one side because of injuries. So, and last thing, Steve, let me squeeze this in. SGA is 7,500 on FanDuel. Like, I think on FanDuel, you're playing the Spurs, you're playing SGA, like, period. I'm in. Uh, Charlotte at Phoenix, no total in this game. Graham is out. Hayward is questionable. Um, and then on the Phoenix side of things, uh, Nader is questionable. Uh, I don't think that matters too much, but uh gordon hayward dealing with a hand injury here we know that you know graham is out um like Lamelo had 20 shots the other night like what are we looking at here with charlotte facing a phoenix team that they're they're playing one like they're playing like last the the bubble bubble phoenix basketball they're playing great again yeah they are man they're fantastic uh rogier only got up 11 shots in this utah game i'm not fooled by that the three games before, he was pretty much at 20 or more, and we saw the production. I, I, I'm right back to the well on Terry Rozier in this spot, man. He's actually my favorite Hornet at 7,900. Uh, with Hayward out, I think we're probably going to get a, a lot more Miles Bridges. Like, Miles Bridges at 4,700? Oh, man, sign me up here. So uh, he's going to be a guy that I look at as well. We've got a lot of value in this slate. I don't think a lot of people are going to want to play LaMelo. But at 8,900, I mean, he, he could still hit 55 fantasy points. He could hit 60 fantasy points. It's possible. Not saying he's going to do it. I, I'm definitely willing to spend up on LaMelo, especially when we've got all this value. I can just see it now. You play the Spurs, you know, play a couple Hornets in there, hope the game stays competitive, and try to ride this thing to the money. We are on a tough road stretch, though. Just play Utah. Now we're playing Phoenix. Uh, pray for my Hornets if you can. Um, so I don't even know. Like, if Gordon Hayward sits, do you think Malik Monk plays 30 minutes? Oh boy, I don't like Malik Monk playing 25, but I think if he got 30, he is somewhat interesting. Uh, I cap him at 28 because the uh, at least one of the Martin twins is back, you know, they're gonna play Bridges. And P.J. Washington is back, too. So the rotation isn't as far off as it was. Like, if P.J. was out, I probably would think he got 31 to 32 minutes. I think he's capped at 28. Um, because I, I think Bridges is going to play 30 minutes in this game. I mean, we saw, you know, he played 31 against Minnesota, 37 against San, uh, San Antonio, 31 against Washington. Like, when P.J. was out, he was playing big minutes. I, I think he, I think he gets the minutes. Yeah, like overall, uh, I think that um, – oh, man, I, I think like Charlotte is a tough team to trust here, but if Hayward sits – Yeah, yeah, that's the caveat, yeah. Right. Uh, just The other question is like if Hayward sits, does this game, does this game stay close? I, I think like that is something that like we have to – like think about but like 29 percent usage for lamello ball 26 percent usage for rogier 
both of these guys are going to have big usage here. PJ Washington actually gets a, a usage increase. So there's enough usage to go around with, with Hayward and with Graham off that if this game stays close, you, you definitely could see some value here from the Charlotte side. Excuse what do you yeah. like here? Um, what do you like here for Phoenix? Um, just so you guys yeah. know, the, these Bridges brothers—they're not brothers. They both have last no. name, but they're not—they're not brothers. <laughs> yeah, man. <for laughs> it's sure. not a battle of like the the Morris brothers. Um, this is not the bro- brothers battling off here for the Bridges. Yeah, listen, I Chris Paul, man. I, I've been playing so much Chris Paul, and look—you may look at these past two games and say, "Well, he's been terrible." They've been blowing people out. Like, so don't, don't get it confused. Uh, so I, I like Chris Paul, man, 7,700. He's really dialed up the upside this season. Obviously, he's an all-star yet again, deservedly too, man, deservedly. Uh, so he's a guy that I like. Um, and honestly, that's about it, Stevie. Chris Paul's kind of my guy. Don't, don't hate Aiton. Don't give my, don't hate it. But Chris Paul's my guy. We finish out with the Lakers at Utah, 220 total here. Utah favored by four. Um, Anthony Davis and Schroeder both out. Kyle Kuzma popped up on the injury report, but they say he's probable. Um, let's start here with the Lakers. This is a tough matchup. Utah's playing um, some of the best basketball in the NBA, um, if not the best basketball in the NBA right now. I tweeted out they won 22 of the last 24. Well, they just beat Charlotte. So they've won 23 of their last 25 games. Throw it in my and- face. It's just, just man, no, they crushed Charlotte. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, listen, my team just lost to Detroit. Um, what do you like here for the Lakers? Not much. Uh, I look, LeBron's going to control this game as much as he can, but if Utah starts hitting shots, they're done. Um, so I, I don't think I want to play any Lakers at all i i think i'm just gonna let this game pass me by and if lebron goes off for 70 he goes off for 70 yeah this game uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna pass i'm gonna pass like it just in, like the whole game i want Thank nothing you. to do with this game yeah and steve i think i think the, i think the listeners hopefully the listeners will realize it's we weren't trying to do it but we we're probably going to focus on about four games on this slate boston houston maybe a little bit of Minnesota, Chicago, and then we're probably going to San Antonio, OKC, and maybe some Charlotte Phoenix exposure if all, if uh, Gordon Hayward is out. Like, that's the slate, to, in my opinion. Even though it's nine games, I mean, it's like a five-game slate for me. I, like, I don't know, man. I think overall, um, like, you look at it, and I, I don't – okay, I know I just said I want to skip this game in general – Harold's been playing really good and like it's just a minutes thing if you find him on any site like cheap or like he has like a good multiplier on like super draft or something maybe you take a shot um that's all i got let's play the morning grind game and then uh we'll get out of here we'll ship it off for wednesday and get on to thursday uh favorite play under 5k to 7x uh who do you like here so many uh stevie I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna go with my, my homeboy here, hometown. I am going with Mr. Miles Bridges, 4,700. I'm expecting him to start. Let's get it. All right. Um, I, I think there's a bunch of plays on this slate, but I'm gonna go Sabian Lee. Um, 
I, I think he's just going to play really solid minutes in this game. You know, played 33 against the Magic uh, the other night, and then tonight against the Magic, like he played 29 minutes. So with Wright out, I, I know DSJ is getting the start, like you said. I, I just think that Lee, he's getting like that second team usage, but he's still getting like that 30-minute mark. And at 3,800 back-to-back games with over 30 fantasy points, um, I'm just going to ride it. I'm going to ride it until like I shouldn't be doing it. So uh, I like um, Sabian Lee here. Over 8K to go under 5X. Uh, Will, who's your bust today? LeBron. LeBron James. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to go Bam out of bio. Um, I like it. I like it, Stevie. I almost said Jimmy Butler. And if anybody's been listening to the podcast <laughs> for the last few weeks, <laughs> don't you know, do it. You know how I can't say that. he's He's been crushing. I, I'm going to go Bam. Uh, I just think this game's going to be low scoring. I'm hoping it's going to be low scoring. LA, Utah, like you went, uh, Miami, Toronto, those are just two games that I think I can make this a seven-game slate. And, you know, I, there's a couple other games that maybe you just play some value from. Uh, favorite 6X play, Will, who do you got? Man, I, I've actually got a couple, uh, but I'm going to stick with this guy. Had a fantastic performance and starting to put up big numbers. I'm going Jared Allen from Cleveland. I know it's a back-to-back. 7,700, man. He, he They've given him the keys, Stevie, and he's starting to produce. Yeah, um, I'm going to go DeJounte Murray. If he plays – if he plays any – we're remotely close to 35 to 40 minutes. He's just, he's going oh, to yeah. smash in this spot. Like, yeah. and I, I know I didn't mention any Spurs, but like, I, I just kind of figured th- that was a given with all those. I mean, half the team's 3K. Like, take your pick. You're looking at, like, you're looking at player props for some of these guys and just trying to find something. Um, Let's get weird GPP play of the day, Will. Who do you got? Man, Terry Rozier, seventy nine hundred. He's he was he's been dialing up the upside. Didn't quite get there in Utah for obvious reasons. And yes, Phoenix is playing fantastic. But if Terry Rozier gets up twenty shots, he's on his way to fifty fantasy points. Give me scary Terry. All right. Um, I said Wendell Carter Jr. the other day. I don't know if he'll be popular or not. Um, I want to say him again. Um, I'm trying to decide like if I think he's going to be under 10%. Um, I'm going to say Wendell Carter Jr. If he's over 10% uh, when I look at projected ownership in the morning, um, I'll tweet somebody else out. Game selection, anything standing out to you here on FanDuel or DraftKings? Well, man, you know, I talked about it, man. This, uh, this well, you talked to me months. about it. You didn't talk to the listeners about it. Yeah, correct. <laughs> correct. Absolutely. <laughs> I did talk to you about it. This one looks really tasty, man. This $200 three-entry max splash. My goodness. Uh, Love contests like this. 60K to first. I mean, 60K total, 12K up top, 8K second, 5K third, 3K fourth. You see the drill. You know, pretty flat payout structure. Um, I I, I really like it now. You know, at the bottom, you're only getting one and a half times your money. So you're not getting the full 400 right at the bottom. But still, the contest structure, I like it, man. 60K splash, $200, three-entry max. Um, so I got a DM. I'm not going to call anybody out, but I got a DM the other day, and it's like, why do you only talk about expensive contests when you do the game selection on the podcast? So 
listen, the rest of the week, I'm going to find low dollar contests for you guys uh, because, listen, I want I want to help everybody. I don't purposely do anything like that. Um, I, I love my listeners. Like, so there's a two dollar single entry tournament over there on Fandle today. Um, Fifty nine hundred people. You're going to have to get a little off the board here to take this tournament down, but somebody's going to turn two bucks into a grand and, and like, all right, but it pays 23% of the field. Main cash is two X um, top 10 is only getting 22% of the prize pool, which is fantastic when you're trying to build a bankroll. So if you're building a bankroll, if you're trying to get better at single entry, if you're a lower stakes player, check out the $2 NBA block um, over there on FanDuel. If you're a higher stakes player, uh, check out the $25 single entry series uh, tournament over there on FanDuel. So rest of the week, Thursday, Friday, I'll point out some other stuff um, for you lower stakes players. Anytime you guys have feedback for the podcast, hit me up. I'm I'm usually very open to feedback. Um, unless I don't get sleep, then I'm cranky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Will, favorite over under against the spread. Uh, what do you got for me today? Um, I mean, I think, and hear me out on this. I actually think I'm going to take the under in this Timberwolves Bulls game at, at under 227 and a half. And I, I know that feels crazy, but I, 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 I feel like I'm going to take the under. I, I think, I think this could be a blowout city here. The Bulls have actually been playing okay recently. And uh, they may get a little bit more healthy, just a tad, uh, even though market is out. I, I like the Bulls here. I'm going to take the under 227 and a half. I mean, like when I'm looking at over under and stuff and I'm working on stuff for scores and odds, I, I think like there's some criteria, right? Like def- like net rating. Both these teams have negative net rating over the last five games. Both these teams are in the bottom uh, 15 in, in pace over the last um, five games. So, you know, I, I think you look at this game and like, all right, I, I could see getting on the under. Um, this is one of those games that I'd wait till the morning or even closer to lock because I do think the public eye will bet this game up. Um, so I, I think you could actually get, you know, some value waiting until it gets a little bit closer. Um, for me, listen, the Lakers are bad right now. And, and the Utah Jazz are playing some of the best basketball, you know, in the NBA in general. And I, I just, it, it's hard for me not to like Utah minus eight. Um, I, I like this spot a lot. We've seen a Lakers team go from like third or fourth in net rating to 19th. Um, this team's struggling without Anthony Davis. LeBron can only do so much. Utah is a great basketball team. Um, I, I'm going to take Utah minus eight. There's a couple other lines that I want to see. I want to see the over-under in that Toronto-Miami game. I already told you guys I think that game's going to be slow-paced, not a lot of possessions. Uh, so I, I definitely want to be looking at the over-under in that game uh, when that gets out. So Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? You got to unmute your mic, rookie. Oh, man, I'm looking at the stats here. Uh, I was saying, no, man, let's take it to the house. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more NBA. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys then.